This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. I've been learning a few things about fasting and prayer this this month. Glory to God. That's the series. I'm trying to keep you motivated. We got seven more days left and I just want to encourage you to continue in because, you know, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And the Bible says that when we do these three disciplines that I talked about in the first session, what are the three disciplines? Giving, praying, and fasting. And when we continue to do those things with the right heart attitude, each area, the Bible says that God will reward us. What we do in secret, God will reward us openly. I love that. And so God wants to reward us. Look at your name and say, God wants to reward you. So I'm going to encourage you that in this fast, don't look at, at the pain of the fast, but look at the reward that you're going to receive once you're through with this fast. Amen. In other words, put your eyes on the reward. Amen. That's what keeps you going uh, on the fast. Remember I said to you that I did a body for life contest and I got in the best shape of my life. I was trying to win, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the big prize. And I didn't win. I just won a T-shirt. But, but, and it was an oversized T-shirt, by the way, too. It was like a large. And, uh, but, 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 I, but the bottom line was I, I did learn some things. So I'm going to say this. Anything that you consistently do, and especially they, they have done studies, for 21 days you create a habit. And what we need to do is we need to get rid of some bad habits and create some good habits. Amen. Amen. And if you do something consistently, it's all what you get used to. Uh, this, this morning, I'm drinking a black coffee and, you know, with no cream in it, a little bit of stevia. And you know what? It's really not that bad. And some of you say, yeah, it's what you get used to. I've been drinking black coffee for a while. And it's what you get used to. Amen. And, uh, and it's pure glory to God. And so, so whatever you, you, you put your hand to and you continue to do it, it will get easier and easier and easier. And maybe this fasting won't just be for 21 days. Maybe we're creating a lifestyle of giving, praying, and fasting. Amen. A lifestyle, amen? And if you create that lifestyle, you're going to keep seeing rewards of God. Amen. Today, my... my uh, message is fasting for fresh vision. I'm telling you, we all need to get a vision. Uh, we need to get goals. I know that's the first of the year, you, you, we, we, we try to set New Year's resolutions. I know none of you do that because we break them. Uh, you know, they say the gyms are full the first two or three weeks. And then when February comes around, the gym is back to just a barely two or three people in there. Amen. Why? Because people like to set goals, but they break them. Amen. But you know what? If you get a God vision and you get God revealing truth to you, showing you what you need to do. Amen. To get that reward, you're going to do it. Amen. And then you don't have to go by willpower. You can go by spirit power. Doesn't the Bible says not by might, not by power, but by what? By his spirit. And it's his spirit that's going to empower us to do the impossible. And if your dream is big enough for you to do on your own, it's not big enough. 
In other words, your dream has to become bigger than you. And if your dream becomes bigger than what you can do, then it can, then it's probably a God dream. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there is no vision, this is King James, the people perish, but that he that keeps the law, happy is he, or he who maintains the vision. In Proverbs 29, 18, the message says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But where they, where, when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. So, so the bottom line is, uh, there's another translation that says that the people are unrestrained. In other words, if you don't have vision, you'll become a lazy person. I'm preaching this morning. If you don't have vision, if you don't know why you're getting up in the morning, if you don't know why, you know, what's the purpose of what you're doing, if you don't have that purpose manifested in your life, then, then it, it, it will seem like your life is going nowhere. No, no, your life's going somewhere when you get a God vision. Look at your neighbor and say, get a God vision. And I'm telling you, some, some of us, you know, when we started out in life, we had all these visions and then we, then we haven't seen them all and we, get, and we, get, we, we come back down to earth. And I'm going to say this, don't, go back, don't come back down to earth. In, in other words, keep, keep believing, keep the hope alive. Amen. Hope is an earnest expectation of good things to come, Amen. right? So, so, so the enemy's constantly working against our hope. Amen. Dreams are languages, language of God. In other words, communication is a lot of times God communicates us a lot of times through dreams and vision. Even through that word, a prophetic word that came forth today, that, that God has given us the victory. And you know what? We're not trying to get the victory. No, we already have the victory because Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He won the victory for us. Can I get a witness in the house today? See, I like Acts 2.17. Look at Acts 2.17. And I like this because it says, It shall come to pass in the last days. Somebody say we're in the last days. In the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. So we see here that God is saying that he's going to move in the last days. That he's going to move and that their sons and daughters will be prophesying. I think there's a scripture that says, out of the mouth of babes, wisdom is ordained. So even the words of our children, God can move on our children. It's, I'm telling you, God is moving in the classrooms. God's moving on our kids. They are the next generation. Amen. Glory to God. It's not just about us. It's about our seed. The Bible talks about this, that he says, uh, that uh, who will you serve? Uh, who will you put first? God. And if you put God first, you and your seed will live. Choose this day who you serve. And I'm going to serve God. Why? So not that I may live. Hey, I'm preaching today. That you and your seed, it's, it's, more, about, it's more than just you. 
Look at your neighbor and say, it's more than just you. It's about the harvest. Somebody say, it's about the harvest. And that's what we're believing God for. We're believing God for a supernatural, abundant harvest this year. Do you believe that God can do it? Amen. And do you believe that God can visit our children? Do you believe that God can move on their hearts, draw them by? I'm believing that some of your kids are going to start coming back to church, glory to God, that that aren't in church right now. I'm believing some of your relatives are going to come back because God is moving on their hearts. I'm believing for a turnaround. And see, the fact is, it's a miracle that you're here this morning. I'm going to say again, it's a miracle how, how bad some of you were before you got to church. I'm preaching today. How bad some of you guys were pretty, pretty bad. Amen. But you know what? You clean up well. We all clean up. The word of God will clean us. The word of God will sanctify us. The word of God will set us apart. The word of God will put a new attitude on us. And I don't know about you, but I need a new attitude. I need a fresh um, anointing of God on my life. I, I don't want to be, you know, cynical in my last days. And there's a lot of Christians that are cynical in these days. They're, they're negative. They're focused on the bad news. But I'm going to encourage you this morning. Focus on the good news. That Jesus is Lord and Savior. And he's coming back sooner than we think. Do you believe that today? God wants to reveal a dream to you. Amen. Anybody ever watch that movie? I know it's a little carnal this morning sometimes, but Pretty Woman. Anybody ever watch that movie, Pretty Woman? And, you know, and she, she believed that she was going to marry the Don Juan, the, 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 her knight in shining armor. And she came out of a bad situation and ended up falling in love. This, it was about this lady that was into prostitution. And, and, and her life was really low. And then her life got changed because she met the right person, Richard Gere. Amen. And, uh, and she found her Boaz. And, but uh, in, in, in the movie, uh, I think at the end, it's this guy on the street. He says, everybody needs to have a dream. Everybody got to have a dream. We got to have it. You got to keep believing no matter how many setbacks. Yes, I said it this morning. How many setbacks you might have had last year? How many setbacks that you're dealing with? Yeah, the enemy's trying to set us back, but, but even though you get a setback, get ready for your comeback. Amen. Get ready for the comeback because it, it's, just, it's just a little bump in the road to the victory that God's going to bring you to. Do you believe that today? In Genesis 15, 1 and 6, this is talking about Abraham. And it said, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield. You know, God is saying to us today, do not fear what man can do to you. Fear God. Fear God. And he said, said, Abraham, uh, do not be afraid, I am your shield. God is your shield this morning. Your exceedingly great reward. And Abraham said, and Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And so we see here that even though Abraham was following God, he, he was depressed. 
Abram was depressed even while he was following God. He was downtrodden because he didn't have an heir. And, and, I, and I'm going to say this, the, the deficit in our lives sometimes are there to push us closer to God. Amen. I'm going to say that again. The, some, some areas in our life where we feel barren, those areas are designed for us to press in so we can get the water from the rock. Like that, like that song we just sang. You, can't, it, you know, when all I've got is the word. Can you bring water from the rock? God can bring water from the rock in your desert place. Do you believe that today? The desert's not going to last for an eternity, glory to God. The oasis is coming. Say the oasis is coming. And so he says here, you know, what, what do I have? And then, the, the, then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born of my house it, it, uh, it, uh, in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now towards the heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and it accounted to him for righteousness. So what did God do? God gave him some vision that day. He was, he was depressed. He was looking at his circumstances. And a lot of times we get depressed because we're looking at our circumstances. It looks like we may be going nowhere fast. Have you ever been there? And the enemy wants to get us focused on the here and now. But I want to say to you this morning, focus on what God can do in the near future. What God can do tomorrow. What God can do. He can change your entire life. If, he, if you're, listen, I'm going to say this today. This fasting and prayer is designed to change our perspective. See, it's how we see things. If you see the glass as half empty, then you're going to be negative. If you see the glass as being half full, you're going to be positive. You're going to be thankful. You're going to be praiseful. You're going to, you're going to, you're, you're going to be in a position where God can bless you. Amen. Amen. A heart of thankfulness is always a position of blessing in God's kingdom. A fresh vision from God can give us a target for our faith. You need a target this year. You need a target for where you want your body to be at. Oh, I'm preaching today. Don't just say, oh, it's my genetics. It's just my genetics. It's how it's, it's, it's my family line. No, no, you can get, you can have your best body. You can be in the best shape of your life this year if you want to be. Is that right? If you want to be, you, you can do it. Now, Yen started working out this year. She kept saying for six months, I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to hit the gym. I said, okay, let's hit the gym. And then finally, she got invited by Telly to go work out. <laughs> and, she, and she came home and she said, I ran on that treadmill at a four. I knocked out 200 calories. I said, man, you're doing it, girl. You're doing it. And she was so excited. She was excited. She was hitting the gym, glory to God. And she wasn't just talking about it. Oh, man, don't we have a lot of talkers? We have a lot of people that talk about it. They talk about it. They, they know how to talk about it. 
But you can't just talk the talk. You've got to walk the walk. I mean, uh, on, the, on the stairs, on the treadmill, amen. On the stair stepper, glory to God. You got, you got to walk the walk, amen. I mean, even Tony is getting a little cut over there. I notice that he's losing some weight, glory to God. Hallelujah. And so he can fit in those skinny jeans. Holly, oh no. Somebody said, oh no. Oh my God, not Tony, amen. The skinny jeans. <laughs> Amen. Oh, my God. I'm, not, I'm, I'm wearing my fat jeans today. Glory to God. Amen. Because I still need to work on it. Amen. And so number two, a fresh vision. <laughs> a fresh vision uh, from God gives us a target for our faith. Amen. We need a target. We need a target. Right? When God spoke to Gideon and, and Gideon was, was complaining about the Amalekites, I believe it was the Amalekites uh, uh, or the Jebusites or one of those ites that was coming against Israel. And uh, yikes, maybe it's yikes, and uh, that was coming against Israel. And then God spoke to him, gave him a revelation and called him a mighty man of valor. And, and basically he didn't know he was a mighty man of valor until God told him he was a mighty man of valor. And then God said, I'm going to raise you up to, to, to bring victory to Israel and to be set free from this oppressing uh, regime, regime that's been against you. And, and, and so God raised up Gideon. And Gideon was just an average person. But God, God specializes in average. God specializes in ordinary. Why? So he can make some, make some of you extraordinary. God specializes in nobodies, and he makes nobodies somebodies. The lady with the issue of blood, you know, she was suffering for 12 years, and she, and, and at that point of her life, nothing could help her. Modern science couldn't help her. Uh, medical science couldn't help her. She, she paid, spent all her money on the doctors. But as soon as she heard about Jesus... She was a nobody, but she touched Jesus and she became a somebody. And Jesus is making somebodies out of nobodies. The devil will always tell you you're a nobody, but if you have Jesus, you are a somebody. And so you need a target for your faith. You need, you need to have a target of what you're believing God to do in this fast this year. That, that you're believing maybe it's to get out of debt. That's a target. Maybe, maybe it's, to, it's to lose some weight or, or, or to get healthier, glory to God, or to eat better, glory to God. Whatever it is, have a target, glory to God. Have a finish line for it. Believe that God's going to do it in Jesus' name. God can do it. God can pay your house off this year. Oh, hey, I'm glad I got some amens on here. God can do it. God can do the, I mean, he can do the miraculous in your life. In Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, so, so again, the dream is the target of your faith. It will push you into the direction that God wants you to go. That's why God wants to give you a vision, glory to God. Dreams from God, number three, have a habit of coming true. 
I'm going to say it again. Dreams from God has a habit of coming true. In Luke 1.37, it says here, the angel said this to Mary, for nothing will be impossible with God. So, 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 so the angel Gabriel uh, witnessed to Mary and said to Mary, you're going to have the promised child, Jesus, and he's going to be great. And she said, according to your word, let it be done unto your maidservant. And so she, she accepted God's word. She believed God's word. And God caused it to, pa- to come to pass. And what we need to do is we need to accept God's word. We need to believe God's word. We need to act on God's word. And his word will come to pass. Do you believe that today? And so we need to get a target for our faith. And, and we know that, it, that, that dreams have a habit of coming true. In Philippians 4, 1 and 6, it says, Being confident in this very thing, that he who begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say this to you this morning. The Holy Spirit's not going to leave you alone. Amen. The Holy Spirit's going to keep working with you. Even though you might fall, you might slip, the Holy Spirit's going to be there to help you, to help push you into the destiny that God wants you to go into. You have an on-star. You have a, 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 a Holy Spirit that's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. On-star, amen? Uh, a navigational system. Glory to God. Uh, I'm telling you, and that navigational system, the Holy Spirit, is going to, as long as you yield to the Holy Spirit, He's going to bring you into that place that God's calling you to come into. Do you believe that today? I, I call it the place called there. And when you get into the place called there, that's when you have the peace and the joy of God in your life. You know you're in the right spot. You know that God is with you. You know that His blessings are, are coming upon you. Why? Because you're doing what God wants you to do. Amen. Brother Hagin says, when you're not in the will of God, it's like washing your feet with your socks on. Yeah. Have anybody ever washed their feet with their socks on? No. no. <laughs> I don't know where he got that illustration from. Because <laughs> I don't think anybody in their right mind... <laughs> would wash their feet with their socks on. It's an analogy. That's when you're not in God's will, you know it. There's a, there's a sense on the inside that says you're not where you're supposed to be. But when you're in God's will, God will reveal it to you. Reasons why some of us are not walking with God like we, not, we, we need to is because we have a wrong view of life. We have a wrong perspective. We're focused too much on the problems of life. Uh, the inactivity of the promise in our lives. When Zechariah was met with the angel Gabriel, uh, he gave the great news that, that Zechariah and Elizabeth was going to have a promised child. They were barren. They were beyond uh, uh, age to bear children. They were old. And Gabriel said, listen, you're going uh, to have a son and he's going to be the forerunner for Jesus and he's going to be mighty in deeds and works. And, you know, Zechariah said, uh, basically did not believe the, the angel. 
He's, he just said, I'm old. He, he confessed the circumstances. He said, my wife is old. Yeah, how many people are confessing circumstances out here? Stop it! Stop confessing what you have. Start confessing what you want. Because you have to have a target. And your words are either uh, setting you free or binding you up. Say, I'm coming out of it. Somebody say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. The gates of hell cannot prevail against me in Jesus' name. Amen. It doesn't matter what you up against this year. God is greater. God is bigger. I'm proclaiming to you this, to this morning. Amen. You're going to make it. Look at your name and say, you're going to make it. And you have already made it if you have Jesus on the inside of you. You've already made it. In other words, you're not in the kingdom of darkness. You're not in the kingdom of fear. You're in the kingdom of love, grace. You're in the kingdom of blessing, glory to God. And so Zechariah responded wrong. Why? Because he was cynical. Because he didn't see the blessing come in his timing. Listen, it's not your timing. It's God's timing. And when God does his timing, it's always perfect timing. Allow God. See, what, what it is, is we have a problem in our society. We have a hard time waiting. Nobody wants to wait. In other words, we want, we want it now. We want microwave faith. We want drive-through prayer. Amen. But sometimes it's a process. Yes, I like in the day that you fast, the one day fast. I love that. Just one day. And you can. In that day that you fast, you shall receive. But sometimes you might need to go 21 days. I'm preaching today. Sometimes you might need to just, just, just seek God, you know, with all your heart. Go full out for 21 days and watch God do something amazing in your life. Change your perspective, glory to God. And that's what he did with Abram, glory to God. And so, so we need to see, we need to get that wrong view of life out of our life. Number two, we have a wrong view of self. The enemy's constantly working against us, trying to make us think that we don't have what it takes to get where we need to go. Or we don't have the resources. Or we don't have what, you know, we don't have the connections. If you have Jesus, if you know Jesus, you have the right connection. And Jesus has a network of people. Do you believe that today? That he can connect, he can connect you with. And he can bless you. So we encounter, you know, setbacks and problems. We forget how big God is. We have a hard time seeing ourselves of who we are in Christ. The Bible says, look, you know, look to every good thing that God has deposited on the inside of you. Don't look at every bad thing. Don't look at what you don't have. Don't look at, at, your, at your weaknesses. Don't focus on your weaknesses. Focus on the strengths that God has given you. Amen. We all have weaknesses, but forget about, you know, I've read somewhere, you know, if you want to move up in life, don't try to strengthen your weaknesses. Just increase your strengths. Amen. Whatever your strength is, just make that better. Forget about the weakness. Hire, if you can't get your house clean, hire somebody to clean it. 
<laughs> Glory to God. Amen. If that's your weakness, just get somebody in. Amen. Glory to God. And so we see here we have a wrong view of life. Naomi in the book of Ruth. Naomi was an Israelite. And she had two sons and a husband. And they, and they moved away from Israel. And, uh, uh, and, and her daughter, both her uh, sons married Moabite women. And, and something happened. Her two sons died and her husband died. Amen. And she got, and she, and she, you know, back then, if you didn't have a husband, you were in trouble, kind of. She was a widow, and she had two daughter-in-laws, and she tried to convince them to go back home so they can find husbands for themselves. But one of them was named Ruth, and she said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to stay with you no matter what. I'm committed to you. That's like the Holy Spirit. And see, and, and, and then we know that Naomi got negative and she said don't call me Naomi call me Mara which means that God has done bad towards me and so she she got the wrong attitude but she didn't realize that Ruth was her blessing and that Ruth was going to be the key to her getting the mother the mother-in-law suite are you hearing what I'm saying today she didn't realize that God was working a miracle out in her life with Ruth. And Ruth didn't have much. But Ruth got connected. Say, get connected. And Ruth got connected to Boaz. And Boaz was one of the wealthiest, richest people in that city. And guess what? Ruth married Boaz. And, they, and of, course, of course, Ruth was taking care of her mother-in-law. And so the, so the mother suite was built. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so we know this. So even though it can look bad, even though it looks bad, God can turn the bad to good. Do you believe that today? And so I really believe that today, that God can turn the bad to good. So he can change your circumstance. We need to get a revelation in this fast that we're the head and not the tail. That we're the lender and not the borrower. That we're blessed in the city and in the field, that we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, that we're a called out people, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a, a victorious people in Christ. You need to get that revelation. You don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. What one famous preacher said, amen? Who is that? Shanbach, right? You don't have any problem. All you need is a little bit of faith. All you need is a mustard seed of faith to move the mountains in your life. And if you have a tongue, if you have a voice, because your faith is voice activated. And as you start speaking grace to your mountains, hallelujah, the mountain will be removed. Say the mountains are being removed. And number three, we get a wrong view of God. We, 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 lim- we, we start limiting what God can do in our life. The first generation of Israelites limited God. They forgot how powerful God was. And, and, and even the, the 12 spies that were sent out, 10 of the spies came back and said, they're giants in the land and it's no way we can overcome. Oh, my Lord Jesus. And then, and then just a few years later down the road, God raised up David to knock down a giant. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, and the two, Joshua and Caleb, said, if God is for us, the people will be bred for us. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, they, they didn't realize how big God, and I, don't, and I don't get it. Because, you know, God did all these miracles for the Israelites. God, God did all these, the ten plagues to get Pharaoh to let him go. The, the parting of the Red Sea as they, as they exit through on dry ground. Uh, drowning the entire army of, of, of Egypt. Amen. Brought him through with, with uh, uh, heat, uh, a cloud during the day to keep the heat from, from burning them up. And a fire at night to keep them warm at night. How could they not believe that God wouldn't get them in? Because they, they allowed the circumstances to become bigger. They focused on that. Get your eyes off the circumstances, glory to God. And it says in Psalm seventy-eight forty-one. yes, again and again, they tempted God. And they limited the Holy One of Israel. Can you limit God? You sure can limit God. You can limit what God can do in your life. How? By our lack of believing. Jesus said, if you only believe, you will see the glory of God. And he said that when he raised Lazarus from the dead. If you only believe. In Mark 6, 5 and 6, uh, we know that uh, Jesus could do no mighty works except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he marveled because of their unbelief that he went about in the villages and the circuit teaching. So Jesus was in his own hometown and he couldn't do any mighty works in his own... Why? Because they were familiar with him. Don't get so familiar with the scriptures. In other words, when you read the scriptures, you may have read it over and over the same scriptures, but, but read it like you're reading it for the first time. Why? Because God can give you revelation on scriptures that you've read multiple times. Because the word of God is impregnated with revelation. And we need to get that revelation. That's why we're fasting and praying. To get that revelation revealed to us so that we can walk different. So that we can talk different. So that we can act different. Am I preaching to anybody today? In Jeremiah 32, 17, it says, O Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. I'm going to say this this morning. You need to start praying bigger prayers. You need to start believing God for bigger things. When Joshua was in battle with five kings, God gave him victory. They were winning in the battle. And we know this, that Joshua prayed, and he prayed a big prayer. He said, God, keep the sun up. Don't let the sun go down until we annihilate our enemies. And God kept the sun up. Come on, I'm preaching today. And Joshua was an Old Testament guy. He wasn't even born again. He didn't even have the spirit on the inside of him. We're new creations in Christ. How much greater... Can we cause the sun to stand still in our lives? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Your prayers make a difference. Your fasting is making a difference. Your words of, of positive affirmation of God's word is making a difference. You believe that today? So you need to start praying sun stand prayers, glory to God. 
I'm going to say this. And when God gives you a vision, sometimes it's risky. It's a step of faith. It's a leap of faith to do what God's calling us to do. When God called me to Bible college, I thought it was my idea. I said, I'm going to, of course, I was single. And, uh, you know, they, they called it Rhema at that time. Rama uh, uh, Bible uh, College, or they call it Rama Bible Center, and and but some called it Rama Bridal Center, Bridal Center, because people would come there uh, single and they would meet their spouses. Glory to God! I think we have somebody sitting here that went to Rama. Glory to God! That met their spouse. Amen. Years later, glory. But you met. Glory to God! And so I'm going to say this and. I'm going to say she met her good thing. Amen. Amen. And, and so and so. But uh, but I went there partially for for to know God more, but also to to maybe hook up. Glory to God. But you know what? I didn't hook up with anybody because God had my good thing back in Virginia Beach. Amen. Amen. And God called me back. There's a reason why God didn't hook me up back then, because my good thing was in Virginia Beach. Glory to God. Yin Lambert. Hallelujah. And yin win, amen. And uh, glory to God. But you know what? It took a step of faith for me to go out there. I had to believe God. I had to quit my job. I I had to, you know, do some things. I had to let go of some things. But God saw me through, glory to God. I went out there because, and even God gave me wisdom, and I had a job out there before I was even uh, uh, accepted to the college. Amen. And so God really blessed me, glory to God, but I, I took steps of faith to move forward. Some of you just need to take a step. Some of you just might need to take a little step of faith to believe that God will do the impossible in your lives. You know, it might be to start a business. This It might need to start a YouTube channel. It, oh, I'm preaching today. It, it might, your, your step of faith might be, well, maybe I'll start tithing this year. Oh, I'm preaching today. <laughs> that might be your step of faith. Tithe. What? Give God 10%? Yeah, that might be a, a step of faith. Why? Because God wants to invade your financial life. He wants to bless you abundantly above. You know, I had to put that in there this morning. Abundantly above more than you can ask or think. In Hebrews eleven six 6, without faith it's impossible to please God. For they that believe God must believe that he is and he's a reward of those who diligently seek him. A God dream will require God involvement. God will get involved with, with the dream that he gives you. In other words, he will help you with your dream, glory to God. In Ephesians 3.20, make this year a 3.20 year. Now him is able to do exceedingly abundantly above more than you can ask or think according to the power that works within you. Allow God to work the impossible. It was, it was an impossible situation for me to get out there to Bible college. You know, I was in debt. I had lots of things going against me. But God made it happen. And you know what? I got out there before I was even accepted. Then finally I got the letter. You're accepted. Glory to God. You said you went out there before you even got accepted? Yeah, because I went out by faith. I just believe God was going to do it. And sometimes you just got to step out in faith, even, even that you might even get rejected. What? Yeah, even with the possibility of getting rejected, step out in faith. And if you step out in faith, God will meet you. A God vision will change lives. Not just your life, 
but it will change the lives of other people around you. I didn't know that me going to Bible school, graduating from Bible college, I didn't know God was going to send me back here. I didn't know that God was going to, going to uh, you know, promote me to be a pastor. I didn't know that, but he had it all set up in place for me to be here to this morning. He had it set up. He sent me back so that I could pastor at Sea Life Church, so I could pastor you beautiful people. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, I, I don't regret one iota, one thing of following God. God has blessed me. My good thing in Lambert is with me. I have a beautiful congregation. I have a wonderful church. I'm seeing people grow. I'm telling you, God is doing great and mighty things. And I'm telling you, you're, whatever you're believing God for this year, put it down. Write it down on paper. Focus on it. Thank God for it every day and, and take small steps and you will see the fruition of it. I guarantee it. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness this morning. I thank you, Father God, that you're giving us fresh revelation like you gave Abraham and you gave him the stars to look at. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're revealing to us fresh revelation of where you want us to go this year, Father, and I thank you that you want us to go higher. I ask, Father God, that you would move on every person's heart today and reveal your love for them. And perhaps you're here today or perhaps you're watching and, or listening to me and you know it's time for you to get God in your life. It's time for you to open your hearts because Jesus is knocking at your door. I want you to pray this prayer if you're ready for God to invade your life. And, and, and reveal his love to you and give you a fresh vision for your life. Take the humdrum out of your life. Just pray this prayer and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe that, that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe Jesus was raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.